We have to align our thoughts and make sure that our thoughts are champion thoughts, victory thoughts, impulses to the brain that is telling us you're great. You're more than a conqueror. You're the head and not the tail. You're above only, not beneath. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. You already have the victory. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. He has made you. He has seated you in heavenly places with him over all the power of the enemy. You have the power to submit to God, to resist the devil, and the devil will run from you. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The promises of God are yours in Christ Jesus. This is what it means to take every thought captive. Welcome once again to Think Like a Champion. This is our weekly podcast dedicated to helping you win in every way and enjoy every day. One quick note, if you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, so you don't miss another episode. We are changing our thinking and it's changing our lives. We're thinking like champions and we're living like champions as a result. And as always, I want to invite you to partner with me and be a part of this community of champions, helping us move this mission forward. Would you take a moment, if this ministry has blessed you, if this thinking like champions is helping you, then make a gift, make a donation, pay it forward. Your gift of any amount helps us to reach more people, to see them enter into their true identity as sons and daughters of God and experience their true destiny as a result of understanding their identity. I'm going to do everything I can in these podcasts to bring you value through God's wisdom and through thoughts that have transformed my life, truths that transform. If you feel this adds value to your life, your leadership, your business, your family, partner with me and help us get this gold that God is giving us into the hands of people that need this so much. Go to lifechangerschurch.com slash give. Let's pay it forward. Let's give towards advancing the gospel and advancing knowing God as as he truly wants to be known. Now, next week, we will be launching our 2024 fast from wrong thinking. It's not a fast from food. You those are great, too, at times. But don't mistake fasting from food with fasting from wrong thinking. It's not a fast from food. We are going to knock out. We are going to knock out toxic thinking. We're going to transform the way we think and it will result in how we feel and the choices that we make. And it's absolutely free to fast from wrong thinking with me. I'll send you an email once a day. I'll be your coach. I'll encourage you for 40 days. Sign up at fastfromwrongthinking.com. That's fast from wrong thinking. Don't fast from food this next 40 days. Fast from food if you want, but this is not a fast from food. It's fast from fast from wrong thinking. All right. Got that? It'll change your life. It's changed mine. Today, I want to discuss with you how to be happy and free, how to be happy and free. Everyone's looking for happiness. Every time you open up social media, every time you tune into a podcast, what is the goal? You want to be happy. You want to be happy through your financial situation, through your relational situation, through your business situation. This is really how to be happy. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse seven, as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. So the thought life, the inner life is what produces the outer life. The inner life is the real life. What's going on in our heads, what's going on inside of us. This is where we're connecting the physical and the spiritual realms. This is spiritual warfare. We're not just 
thinking like champions or acting like champions, but we're actually believing like champions. We literally begin to program, reprogram our mind, retrain our minds, rewire our brains through fasting from wrong thinking. This is true spiritual warfare because the enemy is trying to get you into mistaken beliefs about God, mistaken beliefs about who you are, who God is and who your enemy is. God is love. Who is God? He is love. Who are you? You're his son or daughter. You're more than a conqueror. And who is the enemy? The enemy is any form of thinking that limits you or keeps you defeated in your mind, your heart, your emotions, your your life. Now, so spiritual warfare sounds like it's something very vague, but it starts with something very specific and simple. Spiritual warfare starts by knowing that we already have the victory by knowing that we are already more than conquerors. Ephesians chapter six, verse 12 says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against people. It's not against flesh and blood. It's not even against ourself. Our, our physical body is not the enemy. We don't wrestle against our physical flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness rulers of darkness in the air, the Bible says, spiritual wickedness in the high places in the air. In other words, we're warring to rule what's already in the air, the invisible dominions that cast shadows over our lives. Listen, the blessings that we all want, the blessings that God wants us to experience, that we sweat for and strive for, they're already ours. We don't have to sweat for them anymore. We don't have to strive for them anymore. They're already ours. We're already sons of, and daughters of God by accepting Jesus Christ into our lives. So the victory is already in the air. We just need to snatch it out of the air into our lives. I'll show you how to do that. But Ephesians chapter two, verse six says, and God raised us up with Jesus Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So we are both positioned according to this verse. We are positioned in spirit and in truth high above, far above all the dominion of the devil, all of the spiritual forces in the air, the prince of the power of the air. We have dominion over him. We have dominion over the devil. Our place, your place and mine in these heavenly realms is not a metaphor. It is a reality. The fact that we have authority in heavenly realms, Ephesians one tells us in verse 20, it says, which we he worked in Christ when he raised, when God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principalities, all power, all might and all dominion. This is a testament to your spiritual authority. This is a testament to my spiritual authority. This is a testament to our power to overcome whatever comes our way. Our blessings, our hopes, our dreams. Listen, your blessings, your hopes, your dreams, even your physical needs are already in the air. They already exist in the air. God already put them into existence. We put them into we put them into activation. God puts them into existence. We put them into activation. God puts them into operation. We put them into activation. God gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. He gives us all blessings. 
dreams above and beyond what we could ask or think all our supplies supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory these things are already in the air and our words our prayers our prophecies bring them from the air into our lives they bring them from the heavenly realm into the earthly realm our prayers our declarations our speaking life it brings these paid for promises paid in Jesus blood it brings them from the heavenly realm into the earthly realm Ephesians 1 3 confirms this testifies to this he says praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly places with every spiritual blessing in Christ he has already blessed us he says he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ what's the difference between a spiritual blessing and a physical blessing good question I'm glad you asked a spiritual blessing is God putting those blessings in heavenly places Jesus paying for those blessings to belong to you those spiritual blessings they start as spiritual they come from a spiritual world into a physical world through our prayers through our declarations through our prophecies boy if you could ever realize how much power you have how much victory you already have how do we then send out this power how do we activate this power and manifest this power champions this is for champions because that's who you are here is our battle strategy here's how we win here's how we govern our lives here's how we live first we align our thoughts step one we align our thoughts with God's thoughts second Corinthians 10 says he says we are pulling down strongholds we are casting down imaginations and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ if I could just put it to you this way take those three levels of heavenly places he says pulling down strongholds a stronghold is something that has a stronghold over you no matter what you do no matter what anybody does it seems like it just has complete hold over you a stranglehold over you what we do is we're pulling down those strangleholds we're pulling down those strongholds we're casting down imaginations and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ what he's giving us is a three-step process of spiritual warfare it starts by taking every thought captive we reverse the three he's starting with the order in which the victory and how it's and then underneath the root to the victory so pulling down strongholds happens as we cast down imaginations and casting down imaginations happens as we take every thought captive and what does that mean to take thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ it means when the devil says or when you hear a thought that says you'll never amount to anything you have to take that captive you say you know what Jesus Christ already was obedient on my behalf so that I do have the victory Jesus was already obedient on my behalf so I do have the healing Jesus has already 
obeyed and, and given me the victory. So I have this victory now over fear, over anxiety, over worry, over anger, over whatever it is. I, in other words, he says, taking every thought kept captive to the obedience of Christ. So any thought that tells me I don't have the victory, that's that's a disobedient to Christ. I'm taking that thought captive, the thought that says I don't have the victory. So we have to we have to align our thoughts and make sure that our thoughts are champion thoughts, victory thoughts, impulses to the brain that is telling us you're great. You're more than a conqueror. You're the head and not the tail. You're above only, not beneath. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. You already have the victory. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. He has made you. He has seated you in heavenly places with him uh, over all the power of the enemy. You have the power to submit to God, to resist the devil and the devil will run from you. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The promises of God are yours in Christ Jesus. This is what it means to take every thought captive. Go and replay that. 22nd, whatever you call it, that I just shared with you, 22nd declaration, just as examples and repeat that over and over again in your with your own mouth. You see, we, we, we align our thoughts, we aim our trust and we activate our words. This is how we win in spiritual warfare. This is how we live happy and this is how we live free. We aim our th- we excuse me, we align our thoughts to make sure that my thoughts are in alignment with what Jesus already did for me. Make sure my thoughts are in alignment with the finished work of the cross. Make sure that I don't let the devil trick me into thinking one day I'll have the victory. No, I already have the victory because of what Jesus did on the cross. It's all complete in Christ. Tetelestai. Jesus said it is finished. What did he mean? It had it had three meanings at that time when that word was used in Scripture to to interpret what Jesus said on the cross. Tetelestai is the Aramaic or Greek word. And that word Tetelestai, it means it means the account paid for the debt. Number one is paid for the 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 battle is fully won. The debt is fully paid. The battle is fully won. The sentence has been fully served. So the sentence for you living in defeat, your sentence has already been served. The sentence of being punished. Jesus has already fulfilled that sentence. The sentence has been served. The debt has been paid. The debt for your sins and my sins already been paid by the blood of Jesus. The sentence has already been served by Jesus himself and the battle has already been won. Jesus has already won the battle. He's already defeated the devil and he hands you the keys of heaven and earth. He gives you the keys, the authority. So we need to align our thoughts. We need to aim our trust at God. You know. Scripture tells us something very powerful about trust. Paul says we were pressed on every side. We thought we were for sure going to die. We, 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 we thought that it was over for us. It forced us. It forced us, he said, it forced us to trust God. Not a bad idea, he said, since he's the God who raises the dead. <laughs> Paul says something very funny in this passage of Scripture in First Corinthians. I believe you can find that or Second Corinthians one. And he said we were forced to trust God. Not a bad idea since he's the God who raises the dead. Trusting God 
is the best thing you could do because he's the God that raises the dead. Trusting anything else or anyone else. That's 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 worshiping another idol. That's worshiping an idol. It's it's uh, it's it's you cannot serve God and mammon. The Bible says mammon is is money is a form of mammon when you're putting your trust in it. But when you're putting your trust in God, you could have God and money when you're not trusting in money, but you're trusting God. How do you know you're not trusting in money? Because you use money for the, God, the right reasons. You use money to be a blessing. You're blessed to be a blessing. Now you're using it for the right reason. But when you when you trust something else, oh, I just need more money and then I can be happy. That's putting your trust in something other than Jesus. When you say, oh, if this person would just treat me right, I would be happy. That's putting your trust in something else in somebody else. So align your thoughts. Step number one. Aim your trust. Step number two, put your trust in God. First Timothy 617 says, instruct those that are rich. You may not feel like you're rich, but we have every person who's watching this. Somehow you have a phone, a TV, a computer. Somehow you're streaming this message. You're you're blessed. You're doing better than most people in this world. And, you know, you, I realize you have your own set of problems, as I do, too. We have to realize how rich we really are. And notice what the Bible says about being rich. He says, instruct, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited. He doesn't say instruct those that are rich not to be rich. He says, instruct them not to be conceited and not to put their hope, not to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God. Put your hope in God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. What a God. He richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. You know, money can bring can supply you with some things, but God can supply you with all things. Money can supply you with some things that you'll labor over and and have anxiety over and have sorrow with it. But God supplies us with all things to enjoy. When we receive what God has for us, we will truly enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy our lives, even in the midst of tribulation, even in the midst of a world that has gone crazy, even in the midst of political turmoil, financial turmoil, um, economic turmoil, um, family turmoil. God wants us to enjoy our lives, even in the midst of tribulation and even in the midst of difficulties. So number one, align our thoughts. Number two, aim our trust. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight in all your ways. Acknowledge him the way that we trust God. We aim our trust by in all my ways. I acknowledge him. OK, I'm going this way, Lord, um, but I acknowledge you to interrupt me or redirect me or encourage me. I'm going this this way. I'm choosing this for now. I'm choosing this for now, Lord. But I invite you, he says, acknowledge him in every way. I invite you. I acknowledge you, Father. I invite you to impact my life. I invite you to 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 rearrange this stuff. No matter what unrest is going on, no matter what uncertainty is going on, there's always going to be something going on. But putting our trust in him means we're acknowledging acknowledging him in all our ways. So we we align our thoughts. We aim our trust. We activate our words. We activate our words. We have to interrupt 
our false beliefs. We have to interrupt our mistaken beliefs with God's promises, with God's beliefs. We have to take our thoughts captive by speaking life. You know, if I told you right now, if I told you to just take a moment and silently count to 10 in your head, if I just told you right now, take a moment and silently don't start yet, but I'm going to tell you to silently count to 10 in your head. Don't say it out loud. Just silently count to 10. Ready? Go. Now say your name. Now tell me your name. What did you do when you spoke? Hopefully you did what I said. <laughs> hopefully you were counting and hopefully when I said, tell me your name, you actually said it out loud. But when you said your name out loud, what did you do? You interrupted your count. You interrupted counting one to ten in your head. You interrupted what you were thinking with a word you were declaring because your words have power over your thoughts. When you speak life, you are interrupting thoughts of death. When you speak healing, you are interrupting thoughts of sickness. When you speak blessing, you are interrupting thoughts of curse, being cursed. When you speak love, you are interrupting thoughts of fear. Speaking God's word, activating God's promises, activating your power with your words, because death and life are in the power of the tongue, Proverbs tells us. Activating, activating your power, activating your authority. We do that with our words. So we align our thoughts. We aim our trust at God. We activate our words. And you know, as we're getting close to the end of our podcast today, one of the things that when we talk about pulling down strongholds and living free and living happy, because there's so much unhappiness in this life. There's so much. There are so many things that happen that produce so much misery and so much unhappiness. But the number one thing that produces unhappiness in life, I believe, is condemnation. Condemnation. We condemn ourselves. We limit ourselves. We beat ourselves up for the mistakes we've made. We condemn others. Condemnation is simply passing judgment prematurely. Condemnation is talking about yourself in a way that is demeaning and degrading and contrary to how God thinks of you. Condemning yourself means judging yourself, always feeling like you're doing something wrong, always living in shame, always living in your mistakes, always trying to punish yourself or trying to escape the punishment that self is trying to inflict upon you. And you cannot be happy and condemned at the same time. Romans 14, 22 is, has become one of my life verses for many years now. It's a go-to verse for me when I feel condemned, when I fail, when I make mistakes, when I lose my temper, or when I lose my mind. I go back to this beautiful verse when God says in Romans 14, 22, the faith which you have, he says, have as your own conviction before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. You know, he says, happy is the one that does not condemn himself. You know, the devil will try to condemn you, but that doesn't, that doesn't have to affect your happiness. Other people will try to condemn you, but that doesn't have to affect your happiness. What affects your happiness is when you condemn yourself. 
you condemn yourself because you don't have it all together. You condemn yourself because you blew it. You condemn yourself because you know better. Oh, I know better. I should. Everybody knows better, and we don't do better just because we know better. We have to stop beating ourselves up. I love what the New Living Translation says in this verse. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. There are certain people that think eating certain things, drinking certain things are good, and eating others and drinking other things is bad. This behavior is bad or this behavior is good. He says, have your faith as your own conviction. Don't condemn yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Don't condemn yourself for what you already know and decided is right. It's right to believe that your sins are forgiven. Don't condemn yourself and say, no, they're not really forgiven. It's, it's right to believe they are forgiven. Don't condemn yourself. Don't condemn others. Listen, condemnation. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. You're either in Christ or you're in condemnation. If you're in condemnation, you either need to get born again so that you can be in Christ or you need to remind yourself that you're in Christ and there's therefore no condemnation. And you say, devil, you can't cross this line and condemn me. You can try it, but I will refuse to condemn myself. My mind will tell me that I'm defeated. My mind will tell me that I, there's no chance. My mind will tell me that I deserve the bad that I'm getting, but I will not allow my mind to condemn me no matter what it tells me. I will speak to my mind rather than let my mind speak to me. You know, so many people think talking to yourself is something weird about talking to yourself, but we listen to ourselves all day long. We listen to ourselves and we don't think that's weird. We listen to ourselves and we don't think that's weird. Start talking to yourself because when you start talking to yourself, you'll stop listening to the condemning thoughts. Start talking to yourself and say to yourself, hey, Gregory Michael Dickow, you are not condemned because you are in Christ. Say that about yourself. Call your name out loud and say, I love you. You're forgiven. You are blessed. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're God's favorite. You, God's smiling at you. God's proud of you. Say that. Look in the mirror and say those things to yourself and watch how fast your life will change. And when those thoughts come back again and again, keep looking in that mirror and activating your power with your words. Well, thanks for joining me on Think Like a Champion. And this week, we're going on a fast from wrong thinking. It's a 40-day fast, but not from food. It's a 40-day fast from wrong thinking. Each day and every day, and I even put these all in a book. One of my books is called Fast from Wrong Thinking. And it's a devotional of 40 days that are the 40 mindsets that defeat humanity. These are the 40 mindsets that defeat humanity. And these and I give you the 40 solutions to these 40 mindsets. These thoughts like I feel overwhelmed. I am just depressed. I'm a victim. I'm afraid I can't change. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stuck or whatever. I've whittled this this battle down to 40 thoughts over 40 days, five minutes a day or less. You, you read it, speak it, say it, and you'll start thinking it and you'll see your life radically transformed by the time these 40 days is over. The first day, you might not notice a change. The 
20th day, you might not notice the change. But if you keep this up for 40 days, and I'll send you, I'll coach you, I'll mentor you every day for 40 days for free, your life will be changed. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Go to fastfromwrongthinking.com. That's fastfromwrongthinking.com, or you can find it at gregorydickow.com. Fastfromwrongthinking.com. You sign up. It's absolutely free. We have great things to supplement it if you want. The books and materials that you can purchase or give towards, donate towards. But, but this 40 days is absolutely free. Go to fastfromwrongthinking.com. Each day, we will destroy the mentalities of failure. We will search and destroy the 40 mentalities that defeat humanity, and you will come out truly living like a champion should. Hey, we're out of time. Go to Fast and Wrong Thinking. Don't miss our next podcast. If you don't have a church family, go to lifechangerschurch.com. I gave you a lot of .coms and .orgs and .this and .that. Do your best. Find it. Navigate your way to life changers. Navigate your way to fast and wrong thinking, and I'll see you at our next podcast. God bless. <laughs>